the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 930 AM, The Answer, or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazlett, will be here in a little bit, sitting in for Dr. Calvin Finch. And you know what? We want your calls at 308-8867, 308-8867, toll free 866-308-8867. You're not hearing anything? Uh, maybe it's cutting out. Let's see. I'll try something different. Hold on. We're going to fix Jerry's headphones, or try to. And, I'm uh, not like Calvin. I can't plug you in You can't directly. plug in? Still nothing? Okay. All right. 308-8867. That's all right. I don't need No, you do. You do. We're good. Here, you take these, and then I'll fix those in a minute as soon as you start talking. But uh, 308-8867 is the number to call. 308-8867. And about 110, we're going to call Bill over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. We're going to talk to him about... Uh, what's happening over there and what uh, what's going on with Purple Martins and what you can do, uh, all the steps that you should take if you already got a house or if you want to uh, have a house for the first time. So we'll talk to Bill about 10 minutes after 1. Meantime, we'll take your questions at 308-8867. You're hearing in that one, right? Good. Okay. So uh, let's see. I was telling Jerry uh, I went and um, got my water barrels today. We're still trying to figure out what to name them. <laughs> We're thinking of Wally, Wally, so Wally the water barrel, and uh, Walter. Wally and Walter the water barrels. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but they're very nice, and um, if you, uh, I'm going to make you call in. If you still haven't gone out there and you want some tips and tricks, actually, when you get to the point where you turn into saws, it took about 10 minutes. It, it, we, you, we flew through. They've they've done a great job of setting up uh, the 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 route, and they've got volunteers all along to uh, to make sure that you're okay. And we had a, a little blue pass that we had, and apparently some people didn't have that pass. And I heard them talking about that, and they were prepared for it. Uh, but that blue pass just moves you right through. So. Um, Okay. You didn't have any cutters, did you? No. Line cutters? There were no line cutters. Because y'all didn't ever, you didn't ever get out of your truck. No. Out of your cars, right. We pulled up. They uh, they put it in the back, just like they said they would. They uh, said, you know, okay, now go back around, and you'll, uh, you'll if you want it to tie down, you pull in there, and they'll help you tie it down. We got volunteers over there. 
I, and Rob didn't help you tie his down. Yeah, he wouldn't down? help me. I, I tried to get oh, him to help me. Oh, man. Yeah, he just could get out of here. Go to the show. You're running late. No, actually, uh, Rob caught me. I was going to go down San Pedro, so I knew I wasn't going very fast. Yeah. So I didn't do the tie down. Uh, plus, we were running a little late. But uh, it took about an hour total. And uh, the toughest part was getting to Actually getting saws. to the start, starting yeah. line. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, but once you got there, really, it was. I was very impressed how quickly. I don't think. I don't think I stopped for more than a minute and a half uh, at any one time during that line. So you move through, you stop. They gave you kind of a little goodie bag. They checked you out. You move through again. That took maybe 45 seconds. You move through again. You made the turn. Karen yelled at you. Uh, <laughs> then you. Uh, Went all the way up. They stopped you again so they could they could direct. They had four lanes you could go in. They directed you all, you know, whichever lane wasn't full, they directed you toward. Then um, then they loaded the, the stuff, turned your car off. They put the – I saw a little car in front of us. They they put that barrel in there. It in was the a little car. Huh? Oh, yeah. It, it just – it fit snug, but it fit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, – and then you, did you uh, see Mark Peterson looking I, worried out there? I did want to see Mark. Mark yelled at me too, but it was, but it was a friendly yell. He was just saying, you know, he was giving me grief. And uh, but yeah, they they uh, they did a good job. So I'm eager to hear how it's going now. And if you want a tip on uh, how to go easier, I've got one. But you got to call me at 308-8867. How to go easier? Yeah, I got I got a. Well, we we. Um, how to be a cutter? How to no no you're not uh, cutting. <laughs> there are a number of different routes you can take. We took the one of the longer ones and then saw <laughs> that if we had just made one, it sounds like one of these internet stories. But if but if we had just made one adjustment, uh-huh. we probably would have finished about thirty minutes faster. Wow. Uh huh. But you know I'm not saying anything. You got to call to find you out. Got to call in, huh? Yeah. So somebody's going to have to sacrifice. At 308-8867. Well, I hope it goes well for everybody. And, uh, and they're beautiful water barrels. They're very pretty. Yeah, yeah. And you can paint them. Uh, I imagine you can do you can. art on the outside. And they're de- they, they actually have decorations on them. They have a, uh, a little inlay, if you will, where you know, it's plastic and then it's kind of cut out of the plastic. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a floral design. Oh, like that's that. nice. Yeah, so uh, Wally and Walter are at home, and uh, they're ready to start doing their job. And they cost how much a piece? I can't remember. I, I uh, tr- listen at you. No, no, I can't. I don't remember. Forty dollars? Yeah, I couldn't remember if the whole thing was eighty because we got two. That's right. Or if they were eighty each, but I think they were forty each. Yeah, they they're not eighty. No, they were forty each, which is a bargain because they're. Oh yeah. They got plumbing. They got the little doodad on the bottom. I probably shouldn't say all this because if people. Uh, I'm sure they'll do it again because of the success. So, uh, yeah, I would imagine they would. They ran out. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they had to cut it off. So, uh, Charles uh, looks happy. Does he really? Yeah. Look at that happiness. I know. He's, he's grinning from ear to ear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's unusual for Charles. Have you been in there drinking or something? <laughs> so, uh, we've got a big crowd here today uh, for David's workshop. Which is uh, still going on, but it was uh, standing room only, um, and 
That's because there were only four chairs. But no, no, there was lots of chairs. And I'm guessing David probably will come back and report that he had 30, 35 people. Yeah, the parking lot's full. Parking lot's full here and in the back. Yeah, in the back. And uh, most of the folks are at the uh, are at the presentation. So we'll talk to them about that too. And this is a good time to get a rain bear because they're, yeah. they're talking Ooh. go on and off about uh, uh, starting to rain tonight and rain tomorrow, uh, Sunday and uh, and Monday and Tuesday, too. That could be a good segue for Roy. Would you like to find out what the weather's going to be? Uh, this, I'm, I'm afraid Roy might go 100%. What? Yeah. Wow. But he has to be very careful because, you know, Monday is Martin Luther King Parade. So we don't want rain on that day. We don't want rain on that day. Although I just... It doesn't look good. Yeah, I, I heard them talking about it on the show prior. The the, the events, the march, all the stuff is going on. Rain yeah. or shine. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right, so uh, let's see if we can get our... Uh, our Roiling Thunder weather forecast with Roy McDonald back at the station. Roy, are you ready? Uh-oh. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, Roy, sorry to surprise you. What's going on with you? I think Roy's going to say 100% right. All right, I bet he's going to go <laughs> 80. 97. He's going to cover it just a little bit. You know, 80. 90, 97. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to have a little bit of wiggle room. But Roy's, you know, Roy's an all-or-nothing weather forecast. Right, right? there you go. Well, let's take a look at it. Mess around. Well, right now we're going to get up to 72 degrees, 30% chance of some afternoon uh, rain today. Tomorrow was 60% chance of scattered mm. thunderstorms throughout the day tomorrow uh, with the high of 72, low of 58 degrees. Martin Luther King Day, get ready. Everybody's going to know getting ready for the parade. Um, but it looks like we may get a little wet, 60% chance Ooh. of rain on Monday with a high of 74, low of 62 degrees. Tuesday, that rain staying around, 50% chance of thunderstorms throughout the day on Tuesday with a high of 63 degrees, low of 54. Wednesday, we have a high of 68 degrees, low of 50. And it looks like the just a few isolated showers are possible with a 20% chance of uh, early morning rain. Thursday, clear skies with a high of 72, 50, uh, 50 degrees for the low. And to round out the work week, Friday is going to be a high of 75 degrees, low of 53. So Yeah, the, man, this is February, January. Yeah, this is January. <laughs> it's spring. We've... Uh, too soon to, to plant tomatoes, Jerry? Um, well, thank you, Roy. Not for a lot of people. All right, guys. Have a good one. I think Roy is predicting rain barrel weather. So, Roy, uh, did you see anywhere that they're actually predicting the amount of rain that's going to fall? Sometimes, sometimes they'll say one inch, two inches, yeah, tenth so of an I, inch, stuff like that. Have I, you got that on your I haven't seen that yet. Deal? I haven't seen that yet, but let me check on it, and I'll Uh-oh. send something over. I thanked him. I think, I think Roy <laughs> oh, okay. went on to answer. We'll ask well, him that's a all right. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that yet, but I'll um, I'll take a look at it, and I'll get it over to uh, to Milton, okay? Okay, cool. Thanks, okay. All right. Great job, man, as I, always. I feel a lot better when they're, when they're predicting the amounts. Oh, okay. That percentage thing is fooler. Oh. You know, because you're, you 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 if you if you don't get any they said well you were in that yeah you were in the 40 percent that didn't get didn't any. get a 60 percent did 60 percent did sorry but sorry to be you but yeah but my yard is thirsty yeah is it yeah yeah we haven't had rain in a while i have plants that are thirsty i gotta get well you supposed to be watering those oh okay well now i can 
Now I will have a water barrel with a spigot on the bottom. Whew. Well, are you going to you have, have yours available for rain, capturing rain? I can. I got a place. We just got to put it in there. Have you got a downspout, or where are you going? No, put we it? got a we got a corner. A corner, yeah, yeah, okay. Where it pours off. We've we've put, we have actually used uh, a big old uh, garage. I'm um, sorry, garbage can there. Oh, okay. The trouble with that, unlike the new rain barrel, is uh, getting the water out. You have to dip and. Yeah. Yeah, or you got to do the hose where you kind of. Oh, yuck. Yeah, but you've got to suck it and out. Then you get a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, of water that tastes like mosquito dunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay now. Uh, yeah. Are you going to put it on bricks? Oh, I could. You better put it on bricks so you can use the little faucet. Oh, to, to elevate it above the. Yeah. Okay. I'll do so that. you can use the little faucet. Okay. You got some bricks, concrete yeah. blocks? Yeah, I got some. Okay. So you oh you're going cedar, you're going the big cement the uh, yeah three or four inches. Okay. I'll so you can so you can get a yeah. So you got the pressure and yeah. then the yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense. This yeah. is not your first rain barrel. No, I've I've had barrels before. Well, what I did with mine was catch condensation water out of the air conditioner. Oh, I remember that. And we we actually did TV on that and made all the uh, plumbers. Flipping out all over time because what I did, you know, right right now, all the condensation water goes into the sewage, goes into right. the, into the drainage area. Yeah. And so I went up and I cut the cut the line. Oh my! Oh, you and went put, and put a PVC pipe on it and ran it out through the through that. You know, condensation collects in the attic. Yeah. And. Uh, and they said, well, the problem with that is if that ever stops up, which it will stop up, Milton, trust me. You know? It, it will stop up. 100% chance of it stopped up? When you first put it in, everything is cool. Yeah. But uh, then it gets algae and, and uh, gunk in it and stops it up, and then that condensation water has nowhere to go. Oh. Except through your roof, through your ceiling. Yeah. How do you know this? <laughs> have you have you uh, done an experiment so the listeners don't have to? Yeah, I, I uh, being being very 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 ignorant about things like that. I uh, they have they always have an overflow overflow valve uh, or overflow little little capture tank yeah. on there that drains out the front of front of uh, our house, right there by the front door. I think it also shuts off your AC, too, if you... Will it? I yeah. Mine didn't do that. Ours did that. It, it shuts it off so it, yeah. you don't get the condensation anymore. Yeah. And so... Uh, that might have been nice for you. So the first time it happened, uh, that water was dripping out by the front door. And I said, and I've got shrubs there uh-huh. you know, in front of the house. <laughs> yeah. I said, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a drip irrigation deal uh-huh. on my shrubs. That's terrific. <laughs> I bet the shrubs and, liked and it. And then the plumber and, and all the people said, you moron, <laughs> that's going to run over. But that's that one stops up. That runs over, and that runs into your house, uh-huh. through the ceiling. Yeah? It does. Does it? It does. <laughs> does it? Uh... And, the, and the front room. In the front room. Ooh, how'd you fix it? 
Or just replace the, uh, uh, the sheet, the not sheet rock, uh, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the ceiling. ceiling, yeah. But uh, oops, <laughs> I had to go through that, so I, I finally gave up on the condensation. You can get a lot of water through condensation. Yeah. Now, if I'd have been, if I'd have, you know, known what I was doing, you go up there periodically and put some put some bleach in that to kill the algae, yeah. and to kill the algae. But I'm I'm a I'm not a handyman. I'm a, I'm an unhandy man. Yes, you're you're not solving problems. I'm not, yeah, I'm creating them. But, but for uh, a while, it was genius. It was genius. I mean, that's ain't uh, how I much could, water were you getting out? Oh, sometimes you get. I never did measure it. Of course, it depends on the humidity in the, in the air. That makes sense. And everything, but uh, it it keep that barrel full. It it filled that fifty gallon barrel up in two weeks. I don't doubt it. Well, and you know, I used to have the uh, window unit. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And you could fill in, the, in I think in a couple days you could fill a mop bucket. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, just yeah. drip, 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 drip. And that's good water. That's condensate water. That's yeah. Well, didn't Steve Brown decide that it wasn't good for? For eat things you ate, but it was great for plants. Yeah, well, I I also took it. I took it to Culligan Water Soft. Oh, okay. And they did, they did an analysis on it, and it had some. Um, I think it had some traces of aluminum in it. Okay. But as far as you know, for because I knew doing doing the the project that some people would be drinking the water. Oh, okay. And uh, I mean, it wasn't enough aluminum to uh, poison you or anything. Not like lead poisoning, but uh, it did have some uh, metals in. Yeah, I don't think so. From, from the condensate. But I will tell you that. Uh, but it's great for plants. Yeah, the plants that I put under. Remember, I don't water well. That's right. That's the way we figured out that uh, because all the plants under the air conditioner were living. They were. Yeah, that remember that? Well. That was years ago. Hey, you want to take a break? We can. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Hey, if you uh, did the uh, the rain barrel thing and want to call us and give us a report, uh, call us at 308-8867. We'll see if we can get a report on how David did because I see people are leaving. Uh, I'm presuming that's because he's finished, not because they wore, they wore out. Yeah, it's, that's tired. A, it's almost two Listen hours of information. Him. So, uh, all right, we'll take a break and be back in a moment, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the workshop that David Rodriguez did on growing fruit trees in San Antonio. As always, David gave out some great information, and I've got some great information for you right now. To find out all the activities that are going on at Millburgers, go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the classes that are at Millburgers, like the adult classes that David did, or even the kids' classes that are coming up, you'll find out 
about events that are happening at the nursery, whether it's a blood drive or a fun celebration in gardening. MillburgerNursery.com has all that information, and there's information about other gardening activities that are happening in San Antonio. So that's your resource, MillburgerNursery.com. When you go there, you also find great information to enhance your gardening experience, including videos, articles, links, and much, much more. So for all your needs, go to Millburger Nursery. And to learn more, go to MillburgerNursery.com. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Uh, thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow, it smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? <laughs> Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is Kyolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get Kyolic? Kyolic aged garlic extract is available at fine health food stores everywhere. Check out their website at Kyolic.com. Hi, this is Carl Amari, host of Hollywood 360, where I present the best in classic radio. It's the show about all things entertainment. Join Carl Amari for Hollywood 360, Sunday nights at midnight on 930 AM. The answer. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and I want to encourage you to see my dentist, Stan Shelton, and his incredible team. They can provide you with a dental experience that is not only educational, but allows you to be involved in planning your care. Let them show you the wonders of modern dentistry. Their office is on Broadway, just one exit east of the airport. Give them a call at 590-7878, and their website is drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com, and you can connect at facebook.com slash Shelton Dental. My dentist, Stan Shelton. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them, and if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This is Jordan inviting you to tune into the McCook & Co. Radio Show every Saturday evening at 6 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, where we'll be discussing life issues, faith, family, and who your identity is in Christ. Come prepare to be inspired. Hi, this is Pastor Kurt Hudspeth with High Resolution Radio, and I want to invite you to listen to our show right here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer every Sunday at 11 a.m. We're taking political and global issues that are happening, and we're breaking them down, giving you a biblical principle or either a biblical prophecy to be able to show you really where we are in biblical history. Be with us right here every Sunday at 11 o'clock, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Boy, and if David didn't talk about citrus much, whatever he said is encouraging people to go get it because we've been seeing everybody walk out of there, walk across the nursery right to the citrus, 
and uh, and check it out. People and there's lots of good citrus. citrus. Oh, and there's so much growing around town. Oh yeah. You know how you always talk about people uh, will come to the nursery, like really they should buy Esperanza earlier, mm-hmm. but then they see it blooming. Or Mountain Laurel is a better example. They get interested in it yeah. when they see it blooming, but they should have planted it sooner. Well, now people are driving around town, and they still see the citrus on the trees. Yeah, because you can see it. The leaves are thinned out a little bit. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you see it in the, you see it's orange in the, yeah. in the fall. Um, I see uh, so much that I never knew was there before, so it must be a yeah. good, was it a good citrus year in particular, or just a? Just well, a, the rains, we had, okay. good, had good rains in the spring, so it's pretty good. All right. And, uh. Of course, of course, citrus is alternate bearers. In other words, oh, uh, if you had a lot of citrus on your tree last year, you won't have much this year. Okay. And uh, and same same the uh, opposite way. If you didn't have citrus on a tree last year, then you might have an abundance of citrus this year. That's the situation in my yard, and I'm I'm lucky because. <laughs> I've got two trees, one Sito and one Okitsu, and uh, they uh, they've they've changed out. In other words, they're they're alternating. When when one has fruit, the other one doesn't. Yeah. And so the, you... this year, the citrus I'm bringing you, that's so good, is Sito, and it has a. Uh, it had fruit this year. Didn't have much fruit last Man, year. Man, it is so good though. Yeah, it it is, it is as ripe almost to the point of overripe as you can get citrus, and it's sweet as sugar. Cito, Cito is my favorite. If you want to try one, I'll share it with you if you come up and say hi. There you go. Larry's on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Larry, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Larry. Onion question for Dr. Parsons. Um, I planted 1015 in red granix on January 31st, and it took a pretty good hit uh, last weekend in New Braunfels. We had a uh, 20 for wow. better part of two, better part of two days. Uh, my question is this: the, uh, a lot of different sizes in the bunches. Uh, anything that's smaller than a pencil is is gone. Um, will those onions lose their vigor? Is it best to just take them all out and replant, or should I let the ones that aren't dead uh, just kind of hang on? Okay, you, you transplanted them, right? Seth, I mean, I mean yeah, you transplanted them. You didn't seed them. That's correct. No, so, they were, you know, they they were the bunches of fifty to sixty. Planted two bunches, yeah. one bunch of ten, fifteen, and one bunch of red grass. Okay, and so the little ones uh, burnt, burnt back, right? They're dead. They're gone. They're dead, and and yeah. the big, the big ones are still hanging on. Well, you know they, yeah they. I mean, there's a little bit of green on on uh, you know probably half of them. Uh, but my, you know, and that's my question is, is that if will they bounce back or? Or do they lose uh, okay. their finger when they get shocked like that? Yeah, he, he, I'm for for as cheap as onions are, uh, I'd go ahead and replant. Okay. And the, and the reason I'm saying even even the big ones, and the reason I'm saying that is because even though big ones the big ones survived, 
they're going to go through a stay. They're going to go. They think they've been through a, a whole year growing period, and that and they're probably bolt or flower. Gotcha. Now you you can you can leave some to see if I'm right, and then you can call in and tell me I was wrong. But uh, leave leave some to see if I was right, but uh, replant the majority of them. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll do a test, and I'll leave 10, and I'll report back to you. Okay, sounds good. Cool. Uh, Thanks, have a good Larry. Day. I, I think bye they'll bye. flower and flower in uh, May and June. Prematurely. Premature. Well, Mighty. yeah. Mighty good. They're not supposed to flower the first year. Y'all okay, take care now. thank you. Bye thank bye. you for calling. Thanks, Larry. You take bye care. Bye. All right. That'll free up a line at 308 8867. 308 8867. And toll free, it's 866 308 8867. You know, we never have talked much about onions on this program. No, it's we probably could do more. Uh, I'll wait till Calvin gets back. No, he'll love that. Uh, <laughs> see, I know he enjoys your, your onion conversations. <laughs> I listened to that the other day. Oh, did you? Did you uh, on, listen on to it? The, on the podcast, and uh, we did talk a lot about it. Yes, we did, but primarily because it was fun to push Calvin's buttons during that. <laughs> yeah, he had that look in his eyes, so, this, so uh, I knew I had him. So, I, if you haven't heard oh, the podcast, I overemphasized the, the onion deal. Go to the Answer on Demand, and uh, you can uh, hear it, and you can hear just about every time Jerry kind of. Ran out of wind, or maybe we made a Calvin would try to make a segue into talking about purple martins. I'd say, you know, isn't that a is that a brand of onion, purple martin? No, that's not. But there is the purple, and then we go back into onion. There you go. That's the way it went. Uh, uh, Calvin's article uh, today uh, in in my essay in the newspaper is hardscaping adds interest. So uh, he talks a lot about hardscaping. I don't know much about hardscaping, so I'll let you read the article. If okay. You want to. Uh, in his in his uh, dig in now, uh, he said, uh, and he he gave two tips for for things for people to do. It says aerate and top dress your lawn to relieve. Uh, soil compaction and allow oxygen, water, and nutrients to reach the lawn roots. The compost will infil- infiltrate, infil- inf- infiltrate. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aer- aeration channels and restore some organic material to the root area. And also, he said, and which is very important. That uh, it's uh, it's uh, you, if you haven't if you planted your spinach, onions, chard, kale, lettuce, and other greens earlier, uh, and they didn't take a hit from from the from the extreme cold, uh, it's time to side dress them, side dress spinach, onions, chard, kale, lettuce, and other greens with slow release lawn fertilizer. Now, I'm assuming, and yeah. I want our listeners to call in if this is not the case, that uh, most people with uh, established onions didn't lose them. In other words, they, they, they didn't die back. Uh, that's it. If you're in, well, if, if you're in the San Antonio area, in, in, in our area, 
Uh, in the hill country, it got colder, so they might have taken a hit up there. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming that spinach did not get burned back, uh, especially the well-established spinach. Now, chard can get burned back. So call me and let me know if your chard got burned back. That's, that's you. And kale, if you had kale. Mm-hmm. And uh, Crawford lettuce, if it was mature, older. I've never seen Crawford lettuce burn back. So let me know if yours burned back. And uh, most of the greens, uh, Brussels sprouts, of course, will never burn back, uh, and unfortunately. But... Uh, uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, green stuff uh, will not did not burn back. So call me uh, and let me know what, yeah. what in your garden burned back. The the cold resist uh, which which stuff is cold resistant and spinach in the burn back. Look who's here. Look at little David, <laughs> who was leading. Um, Good afternoon, gentlemen. Did you catch yes, a number of people at the presentation? We had a real, real good crowd had, over here. You know, great I, crowd. I was listening to the uh, KLUP 9:30 a.m. earlier this week, and uh, I heard an excellent advertising well, from Milton Glick. And uh, all right, I said, "Man, they're going to come out in droves." And oh. I'm just glad it wasn't 18 degrees like last Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we had a real good crowd. No, so you probably we we all had to huddle in the in the green in the <laughs> right, office here. I was guessing thirty, but I think I was being conservative. No, you had was, more than that. I think it was uh, sixty something. No, uh, I don't doubt it because every seat was taken, and there were some folks standing up, listening up. in the back. Yeah, and uh, they well, kept I, they kept hitting their watches like. Uh, it's already 12, uh, but uh, like Dr. Parsons said, we can finish on time, or if they keep walking out, then we'll finish. There you go. They, they uh, Stayed they, the whole time. Yeah, so why not? But we, we did 16 crops, if you can do that in two hours. But Oh, really? We wow. Covered, we covered 16 crops, and uh, the high, you know the high points, and uh, referred them to um, plantanswers.com, Aggie Horticulture, and then... Uh, I mentioned particularly grapes. We were really talking about this Victoria red grape. Mm-hmm. I saw that uh, Millbury's have them. Thank you, Dr. Parson, for getting those. Um, Where are they? Uh, beautiful plants. Well, a lot I of people saw, are saw, buying them right now. Yeah, yeah I saw them putting them in the back uh, when I walked up the hill. So, uh, they only Very have cool. A, they only have a few, so hopefully if the listeners want to come by and get some, they should call first. Yeah, call call 497-3760 and tell them to put a, aside a couple for you. And uh, we, They will. We, we covered a lot of crops. and uh, we talked You must about have the, covered citrus, too, because a uh, little bit on citrus. I don't, know what, people well, I don't know what you bottom. said, because yeah. you said you well, weren't, but we see people leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the citrus, getting it, and leaving. Yeah, uh, a little bit on citrus. I think Trace said May 22nd or 27th we'll be doing a talk just on citrus. So I, I wanted to cover the other main crops. And 16 crops in two hours uh, kind of hard to cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you just cover the main highlights and uh, what what is high inputs versus low input and some of the, some of the main things that they have to watch uh, when they uh, – Grow uh, certain crops out there, so it was a good crowd. Good yeah. questions. What, what, which, which crop were most people interested in? Peaches. Yeah, and I told them uh, peaches are probably the most <laughs> uh, sold tree, and probably the uh, most killed tree of yeah, all. Yeah, and hardest, and, hardest, and the hardest to grow. Yeah, but I, I did refer them to uh, uh, Dr. Stein and Jim Commons, the Texas Peach Handbook. 
if they really, really want to study up and really follow it step by step. But I said you gotta have to spray them and prune them and maintain them because they are they are high input. So. Well, I liked what I thought last week we were talking about. You you came on the show and we were talking about the approach that you were going to take, and it sounded like what you were going to do. So you can tell me if you uh, if you did it was kind of go over. Okay, these are the fruit trees we can grow. These are the ones that that are forgiving and are easy, and these are the ones that are going to take a lot of work. I'm but not you can to... still grow, but yeah. you got to put the time and That's resources. Right. I thought that was a great yeah, approach. Yeah, high input versus low input. You know, like figs. Pomegranates, um, blackberries. I would probably put most of the citrus, possibly plums in there and pears. Pears, yeah. I mean, some of those, if you can't, like I told them, if you can't grow this, we can't help you. There you go. <laughs> you know, but peaches <laughs> and some of these others are, are a little bit more effort. Okay. Know. Yeah, there's some that are really forgiving, which is cool. Yes. Uh, people enjoy figs all throughout. You know, you must have fig recipes on yeah. plant answers. Don't big jams. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, big time. And, yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. yeah. And then, honestly, David, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the fact that you didn't talk about it that makes people want it more. But we've probably seen half dozen or more people go over and pick up a citrus, oh, good. pick up a, yeah. one of the citrus things, and uh, they and have a nice selection too yeah. at this time. Have you had any? Have Have you had any uh, feedback on what the cold did? On citrus. Yeah, and everything. Thank you. Well, the challenge with citrus is we got some pictures of people showing us. We're telling them how aggressive the rootstock is. Yeah. And sour orange rootstock that people aren't uh, keeping that graft zone uh, clean. And uh, a lot of limes look like they probably bit the dust. Oh, yeah. I don't don't think they're going to come back. But I think just location, overall maintenance. And then people planting the citrus tree. Uh, Poor David's having su- allergy in issues su- in September and October, and and not planting it at the right time of the year. Maybe so a lot of factors of location, microclimate. So yeah, you can pl- you can plant it in September and October, but you got to take care of it. Yeah, especially during droughts and and things like that. But. Uh, we, David, Poor David, 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 he's, he's might be, here. David might be interested in this. I got, um, uh, I participated in a in a deal with uh, Neil Sperry, uh, and he put put out. Uh, he contacted people all across the state, and uh, got the low temperatures. And uh, he said in McKinney, up around Dallas, they had 11 degrees Saturday oh, morning. Uh, San Angelo. That's where he lives, right? Yeah, yeah McKinney. Uh, John uh, John Bagno said it went to 14 in San Angelo. What? Uvalde, Dr. Stein said it's 16 there. Wow. Uh, th- th- that'd be a good test for our citrus out there because yes, we've, we've got this maybe the first test we've had on all of our citrus because when we after we did the Miho and the Cito and the, those uh, commercial varieties, yeah, uh, it wouldn't freeze. You know, we wanted to plant them all out there and see which one uh, came back, see which one froze, well, I or guess which the, one didn't freeze. Since they're not grafted, these newer ones, orange and arctic frost, yeah, uh, hopefully they'll at least come back from the ground and 
and see how this works, Milton. When we do these things, I got Dr. Stein, Dr. Parsons. So if they're on Dr. Parsons, they can blame me. They blame me up. Uh -huh. See how see how we got this system. That now. was smart. Yeah. <laughs> Who arranged that system? Yeah, it, it's a, it works. It works. They say at the San Antonio Botanical Garden, it got to 14 there. Oh, man. And 16 last Saturday. And it stayed below freezing for a while. That was the yeah. other thing, right? I, I reported in that it was in, uh, it dropped in the low 20s uh, and and did so for five to eight hours each night. That's, oh, that's, what, that's what took us a long time. Uh, El Capo did the, about the same as I reported. Uh, Bill Welch reported uh, 15 in College Station, and uh, that's crazy. So uh, a, lo a lot of it was 18 degrees when I got in the truck. What was it last Saturday, right? Yeah, uh, 18 degrees, man. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, David. What else is going on? How's the rodeo looking? You excited? Oh yeah, I'm. Really? Jerry already told us the name of the rodeo tomato. There it, may not be a rodeo tomato no, no, this no. year. It's what? We're on the right track. We are. Yeah, we had an issue with the uh, yeah. grower Peterson, Peterson Brothers, and uh, when the oh, seed won't it, come it, up, Milton, you don't have it, a tomato. It, it, the, the seed didn't come up, so he put it in his little incubator that they have over there, uh -huh. all the seed flats, uh -huh. and the next day it all came up. Oh, is that right? So he put the heat on them. So okay. So we're 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 gonna have them. You know where he put Good. the little chicken eggs. We put the uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> put the little seeds in there. Well, it so. just sound like he turned the heat up on those and tomatoes. The, the, put a lot of pressure. The rodeo tags coming in next week. So we're and the Millburgers is always a good. Uh, uh, if you can't find them at the rodeo, you can come by and uh, Millburgers is always a. Uh, the early bird too during rodeo for, uh, for the folks. Yeah, that we've noticed that. Yeah. So, I think that irritates Jerry. Yeah. That's okay. Doesn't irritate. But Trace likes. It. Doesn't irritate Trace yeah, at all. Yeah, I've already told Trace the, uh, the name. The name. What? Rodeo Rodeo Tomato for 2017. That's the name. 2017 Rodeo Tomato. There you go. Congratulations, Trace. Uh, <laughs> it's RT 2017. <laughs> well, thank you, David. Right. We've got to take Just a break. Just so you all know, I'll have a booking by the end of this week. Uh, uh, wait a uh, minute. Don't you do that. <laughs> David, thanks. Hey, hey right. do us a favor. Um, uh, we've we got to go to break. But call us uh, next Saturday, and we want to talk more about Master Gardeners. and The Children's and Garden. And there. Yeah, yeah, let's Thank you all. Is that okay? Yeah, definitely. You all, all right. have a wonderful uh, day today. We will. Thanks. Right. Great you know, job. I saw your, I saw your uh, deal announced <laughs> on a Facebook. On a Facebook. Did you put it on Facebook? They were supposed to put it out everywhere they could. Yeah. So Somebody put it on Facebook. Yeah. Somebody put it on Facebook. It wasn't me. I don't know how to do that stuff. So. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, just I barely up. know how to read I it. Know, I just show up. All right. We're going to, by the you. way, you can go to MillburgerNursery.com or like Millburger Nursery. Uh, to get those Facebook posts. But uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on 930 AM, The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the workshop that David Rodriguez did on growing fruit trees in San Antonio. As always, David gave out some great information, and I've got some great information for you right now. To find out all the activities that are going on at Millburgers, go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the classes that are at Millburgers, like the adult classes that David did, or even the kids' classes that are coming up. You'll find out about events that are happening at the nursery, whether it's a blood drive or a fun celebration in gardening. MillburgerNursery.com has all that information, and there's information about other gardening activities that are happening in San Antonio. So that's your resource, MillburgerNursery.com. When you go there, you also find great information to enhance your gardening experience, including videos, articles, links, and much, much more. So for all your needs, go to Millburger Nursery. And to learn more, go to MillburgerNursery.com. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores, with three San Antonio and Shirts locations, like Braun Road in 1604, or call 375-3611. That's 375-3611. This year, come and experience for yourself the only place God called my land. Experience Israel this November 1st through the 10th. And coming up on January 24th, you can learn all about this trip of a lifetime. Join us for a free information session with the tour director at Rosario's on San Pedro. This is your chance to ask questions, see photos, and hear testimonials. Find out more and reserve your space now at 930amtheanswer.com. Hi, I'm Jono. And I'm Pammy. After more than 10 years of serving South Texas as Delightful Blinds, we've grown to serve you better. We changed our name to Delightful Decors. Blinds, shutters, floors, and more. And we invite you to our brand new showroom at 3009 and 35 in Shirts. But even after opening our new store, we still come to you. Without the big box environment and no beeping forklifts. Delightful Decors is your cozy local mom and pop one-stop shop for all your installed foundational home decor projects. And we carry the top name brands of blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters. Right now, we've got a special buy three, get one free on all of our window treatments. Check out our PowerView motorized treatments that allow you to operate your shades from your smartphone. Get, Get delighted, delighted with, with delightful, delightful decors. decors. For blind shades and more, you're sure to adore. Get delighted with delightful decors. Call 844-4-DECORS. That's 844-433-2677. It's the inauguration that a lot of the country did not see coming and that Democrats can't believe is happening. Join us for the inauguration of this country's 45th president, Donald Trump. Despite all the naysayers, Donald Trump shocked America and the world, beating Hillary Clinton. And now it's time to see how he handles the most powerful job on the planet. Join us for the inauguration of Donald Trump, Friday, January 20th. Coverage begins at 10 on 930 a.m. The Answer. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Our phone number is 308-8867. 308-8867. James is on the line. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, just fine. How are y'all doing? Doing terrific. It's a nice day. Yeah, yeah, getting a few things done. Uh, and my chainsaw tangerines got hammered. Yeah. Out here. Oh yeah. Now um, they 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 lost their leaves, right? Well, the, it, the stems are still white green. Looking, like they've been oh, spray Lord. painted. Are they? Are they? Are they small? Aren't they? Are they small? Oh, they're about fifteen foot tall and about ten foot wide. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, they should come because they're they're seedling so. Just wait till wait till they re-sprout this spring, and then cut them back to the the sprouting area. Okay. Yeah, they're they're not as big as Malcolm's, but they're they're getting pretty good. I get well about two bushels off of off of each tree. Yeah. Of tangerines. They they'll they'll have fewer next year, but uh, uh, the the on the citrus. Um. Uh, you lose the, the 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 progression is sometimes you can lose the leaves. In other words, the leaves can freeze off, and you won't lose the hard wood, the stems. When it when it gets tough, I mean, when it really really gets tough is when you start losing wood. And That's uh, what of course, I'm back, yeah, That's back back when they were, leaves. yeah, when they were, if they if you got a grafted plant. No. Of course, the the way the old timers used to protect the the grafted plants and right. orchards is that they would pile sand or dirt or uh, mainly sand up around or compost or something like that around the the uh, graft union because you did, you didn't want to lose the wood below the graft union. No. So uh, they would pile pile the the uh, was piled, basically insulate the uh, the graph union. That's what that's what you what you needed. Those of you have in home in the home landscape, if you have grafted citrus, um, you uh, and and it's a tree. You know they get they get to be trees. They're citrus trees, uh, and we're going to have one of those extremely cold temperatures. Just build your your protection around the base of the tree, the lower part of the tree, and that that's that's true for uh, uh, avocados and uh, uh, things that are grafted like that, t- cold tender things that are grafted. So you, yeah, you 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 don't protect the whole tree, you just protect the the graft union. So if it, the whole tree freezes back, you won't lose the the graft union, and it'll come back real fast. I think I'm going to lose the leaves, but I don't know. It, you might be right, and the wood might still be okay. Yeah. The, now, the the new wood, of course, the the small wood, will uh, will turn white like you're talking about. And uh, and but like I said, it's it's hard to see exactly how far back that that stuff is killed uh, until it until it begins to sprout out, and it may not sprout out until. Uh, May, late May or June, 
Uh-huh. Oh, so okay, don't, wor- don't, wor- the- don't worry about it. Fig- you didn't lose your chainsaw. On the fig trees, I've been growing uh, 40 or 50 every year for the last, I don't know, three or four or five years. I, and I never had any problems, but I've got about 30 out there in five-gallon pots. And I was, I didn't take them in the hoop house or protect them or anything. I'm wondering, that 18, 19 degrees, did that freeze? Uh, of course, they haven't got any leaves on them. They're just sticks uh, in five-gallon pots. But did that freeze the the tops of those figs? Oh yeah, uh, and again, uh, you'll have to you'll have to wait until wait to, for about a month or so uh, before you. And then after a month, the wood that has been damaged will turn brown. You know, will turn brown. So you go in there with pruning shears and start at the top and make cuts from the top into the brown wood until you get into the green wood now as you okay. go down the fig plant now that might be the these these are small small plants in containers they're about four foot tall four foot tall okay four I, don't, I don't think i don't think it killed them killed them all how, how cold did you say it got out there 15 18, uh, 18, 18 for a long time running it sure was cold, yeah. Um, yeah. I never thought about those figs because I've been growing them so long, and we have never, in the last years, we haven't got that cold. So I just got to thinking about them today, and then I started worrying. The be- best case scenario, now. best best case scenario is that they froze half in two. The worst case okay. scenario is they, well, that's not the worst case. The worst case is to kill them. But the worst case scenario is is that that it froze them back to the ground, yeah, back to the pot, top of the pot. Okay. And if, what, if, if it if it did that, they'll come on out pretty quick. How just, how cold does it need to be before I move them all into the hoop house for the winter, and would that save them? Yes, a fig. If you can keep it above uh, uh, twenty-five degrees. Twenty-five. Yeah. Well, it may, it may be lower than that. I'm 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 giving a conservative uh, answer. Uh, but we're only looking at a few degrees below twenty-five. The problem with this freeze, it was so long. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it was uh, the duration. Almost was twelve hours. Twelve hours. Each time it did it, like from eight p.m. to eight a.m. Yeah. I had to so, replant uh, in rows. The onions got hammered. They turned into mush. I, I replanted 225-foot rows with uh, some more six-day-old transplant, and yeah. the only thing that didn't get hammered was uh, cilantro made it through. Yeah. Well, I, I like I told an earlier caller, I think you did right by replacing those onions because even the... I don't know if you heard, but he was talking about the small onions got killed and the, the big onions got burned back. But I'm thinking that those onions that got burned back uh, would have flour would have bolted anyway. So you did yeah, that, you did good. That's kind of what I was worried about. They look they look like you know they look bad. So I I didn't want to. I wasn't that yeah. hard to replant them anyway. Okay. Yeah. 
Thanks, James. Okay, I'm Thanks. sorry you had such bad luck or, or had such coal damage, but uh, that we, we we had to pay our dues for the last four years. We hadn't had hardly a frost. Oh, so, yeah, uh, just another day in paradise. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> there you go. That's, fa- that's farming, James. Thanks, yeah. James. You take care. Thanks. Thank right. you for calling. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace Hazlett, fresh from David's uh, Earthkind seminar that he did, that was packed house. It was great. We had to actually go get extra chairs. Yeah, you got when I came up. It was there. There was standing room only, so that was great. Hey, um, one of the things that David talked about, and I wanted to do some clarification on, was the grapes. Here. I'll, Oh, thank you. There you go. Yeah, talk a little bit about them and then uh, how folks can get them. Well, uh, the the main one he was talking about was the Victoria Red, and it's going to be a 2017 Texas Superstar. Can we make that the plant of the weekend? That's then? the plant of the weekend, okay. weekend, weekend. Uh, <laughs> really nice ones we just got in. They're in uh, two two and three gallon cans, and um, they're twenty four ninety nine. They're much larger than the grapes that we normally stock. Uh, so this is our first batch, uh, and if you want one, you can call and we can save it for you. Yeah, so you can come by, and I wanted to, I wanted some clarification on what I promised before, uh, <laughs> before I said it again. Uh, come by and get them right now. You said they probably about twenty left. They're probably about twenty. Or you can call the nursery now at four nine seven three seven six zero, and say, okay, I want one. Can't come in today. Put one aside, and I'll come get it. Monday, Tuesday, and they'll they'll do they'll do that for you. You bet. So and for for a Texas superstar, there's limited numbers of this grape. Oh, is that right? Um, in the in the state, he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, in the state. Not only in San Antonio. So um, we've got uh, we've got this batch, and then I've got another hundred coming. Oh, okay. And uh, so I will I will have owned at least fifty percent of oh, ooh, yeah, this least. one grape so it's going to be very hard to find and by all means if you want it give us a call and we'll save you one well, or the two num- or ten it's going call to be the impossible to find oh. 497-3760 497-3760 that's the number for the nursery now our number by the way is uh, 308-8867 and you can call in with your gardening questions at 308 308- 8867. We're going to take a break in just a second, and after we come back, we'll uh, talk to Trace a little bit more. I can see things are already beginning to happen at the nursery, and so we'll talk to him a little bit about that. And then about 10 after, we're going to reach out to Bill Sveelan over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. We're going to talk Purple Martins and how to attract them to your yard or how to take care of your already the home you already have for them and uh, prepare for their arrival. So that's all coming up. On Millburgers Gardening South Texas, right here on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 308-8867. That's our number 308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. 
So give us a call. I mentioned earlier that I went through and uh, got my water barrels, got two, Wally and Walter, and uh, there we'll put them up at the house because uh, Roy's forecast is for rain tonight, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, and I think Wednesday. So I think you could put those rain barrels to the test almost immediately. There you go. And see, and then be prepared for it. You could, um, but it went really well. My uh, hat's off to Saws. Uh, once you got through the traffic, and I'll even tell you, since I promised I would, but nobody called and asked. I was kind of, a, you know, begging there, but nobody called. Um, you can take the uh, Highway 281 and get off at that St. Mary's exit. I think on both sides. Mulberry on Mulberry if you're going north. Uh, I think it's St. Mary's if you're going uh, south. Or if you get, if you skirt around, take Broadway or San Pedro or McCullough and get off on Mulberry, and then go that way, you'll you'll avoid the line. Uh, we would have we would have saved a lot. When we finally got to Mulberry, we saw people that just pulled into line from Mulberry that didn't wait in line at all. So that would have saved us the 50 so minutes. So come get off on Broadway and come down. You could uh, you could get off Broadway, then come down to come Mulberry. Come in the back way. Yeah, come in the back way. That'll work for you too. At least it would, at least it would have. This morning at 10. But you get in the same line, right? Yep. Yep. There are police, uh, you know, saying, okay, you guys stop, you guys go. But there weren't that many people going on Mulberry to okay. turn into the line. There were there were maybe six, and there were probably, we were all the way back to Hildebrand on I-10. Moving, oh, okay. Moving very slowly. So, uh, yeah, just a little tip. Bill's on the line at 308 308 8867. Is this our Bill? Bill over Wild Birds Unlimited? This is Bill. How are you all doing today? Hey, Bill, we're doing swell. Okay. Well, I, uh, we're going to, we'll put you on a little early. I, I didn't catch that, but that's cool. Yeah, we, Bill, we wanted to do two things. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on at Wild Birds Unlimited first, and then we need you to give us the, uh, Purple Martin 101. So let's start off with what's going on. Purple Martins, uh, we're getting, starting to get interest in Purple Martins, and it's not too early. There's some nice houses out there available. Uh, newer styles have starling-proof uh, doors and larger compartments. Uh, a little easier to get up and down. Of course, we have gourd racks. It's a good time to put cedar chips in your uh, Martin houses after you get them cleaned out and closed up, waiting for the Martins to arrive. So... It won't be too long now, and it's uh, good to get ready. Do you do you buy houses according to the birds that you want to attract? I know you do with Martin, but Calvin said in his article this uh, today said it's uh, and dig in now. He said it's time to place bird houses in the landscape. Use houses built for the birds that breed in our area. Chickadees. Ted Mice, uh, Carolina Wrens, Woodpeckers, and Purple Martin. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, do you, is there a <laughs> bird all birdhouse, or, or do you have to get the, uh, the house for those particular birds? Well, those particular birds, if I was to design a perfect house, uh, it would be made of cedar. It would have an inch and an eighth to an inch and a quarter hole no larger than that. It would have uh, drainage in case it rains. It would have 
Um, I clean out. It makes it easy to clean out each year. Um, yeah. And so, and, and it should last me, oh, eight, ten years. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the, the main thing is the whole size is because we don't want uh, sparrows and uh, uh, squirrels to go in that house. So the oh, inch, okay. and a, inch and a quarter. And sometimes uh, squirrels have chewed out a hole, and so there's hole restrictors that we can bring that hole back to the correct size. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. And, Bill, that goes along with this idea I I mentioned last week of you guys at Wild Birds Unlimited are problem solvers. Uh, So if, if these things have happened, that relationship, you know, be sure you're going to Wild Birds first. And asking them, hey, this is what happened. We had a squirrel chew it out. What can we do now? <laughs> um, so, so you, there are homes that will do multiple birds, right? Well, Sounds like it. Uh, Ted mice, wrens, chickadees uh, are all about the same size. The, the the wrens and the chickadees could probably get in an inch and an eighth, okay, and that keeps other birds from getting in. Uh, tip mice, sometimes it's an inch and a quarter. Uh, but yes. Now, the, the exception to that is if someone lives out of the city and wants to put up a bluebird trail, we get eastern bluebirds here and they require an inch and a half hole and the house is a little different. So hmm. yes, they have a special house. And then if you want screech owls, the little bitty owls, we have, uh, houses for screech owls. Really? Can so we get screech owls in the city? We get screech owls in the city. I've got one in my backyard. That fool's out there making noise. <laughs> yeah. He did, just started uh, uh, a couple of uh, about a month ago. Calvin and I were talking that uh, it's funny, but they they showed up in our yards at the same time. They must have migrated in or something. Well, they they move around. They move according to food and weather, and and, uh, it was amazing. The other day I looked out, and uh, I had probably 40 or 50 robins in my yard. Oh, my goodness. That is unusual. I've never seen a robin in my yard in a long time, but they're out around lakes and rivers, but they can't get a lot of worms out of our rock. So we don't (laughs) count They have little jackhammers, right? The robin. Yeah, they jackhammer. need them. <laughs> so you can't use the purple martin house for a chickadee or titmouse or Carolina wren. There, there are specific houses for those little birds, right? Yes, and martin houses have to be at least 12 feet high, and and the other height. People always ask me how high they should end up. How, hang a house and I tell them cat high and that's about five foot oh okay and, that makes uh, sense that from jumping up and grabbing a bird and then we look at where they put them when those little birds are born and they fly out of that nest or jump out or get pushed out one or the other um, they need they go to the ground and it's nice that they can go to shrubbery or something like that because it's going to be a day before they take off and are able to move up a little higher. Hmm. So we, uh, we we don't want them out in the middle of the yard if we got cats in the backyard or dogs in the backyard. 
So that's what we yep. talk to people about. And we do that several times a day. So we're talking to Bill's feeling of Wild Birds Unlimited, uh, one of the three locations in San Antonio. Bill's is at Northwest Military and uh, Hebner Road right there uh, in the Olmos Creek uh, Center. All right, so, Bill, if you will, all right, so um, you mentioned some of the challenges. Um, if now's the time, if I have one, now's the time to clean it out, or should I already have cleaned it out? Well, you're you're a little bit behind, but but now's a good time to clean it out and okay. uh, take the old nest out and clean it out real good because sometimes you'll find mites and parasites in there, and uh, then we tell you to uh, oh, there's different things you can do, uh, but but we want uh, a bed of cedar chips sometimes help present, uh, prevent some of those mites and parasites uh, after the babies are born. Oh, that's a good idea. And Jerry was asking about that last week. He was trying to see was trying to see if you should spray anything in there. I think well, he was talking about a chemical insecticide. They do spray some things in there, and I just haven't done that. But uh, but a lot of Puffer Martin people do use some type of a spray to make sure there are no mites and parasites. The, the strange part is we usually don't get mites and parasites in a house until after the babies are born. Oh, really? That is interesting. And that's why we do and nest changes on Purple Martins, which uh, gets into another lesson on Purple Martins. But we, we change a nest out at least once when the babies are about eight days old. And uh, that gives them a nice, clean nest, and uh, uh, we throw out the old nest. Say that again. Well, that was interesting. A lot you, of you people do what don't now? do that, and they can't imagine taking those babies out of there and with mother uh, flying around wondering if you know what you're doing, but you do increase the life expectancy of baby birds. But that just, So what? you're taking the nest out and... Taking the old nest out and putting a new nest in and putting the baby birds back in there all the times while you're wearing some gloves because you don't want to get in a long sleeve shirt, so you don't want to yeah. get mites and parasites on you. That's a good point. Where do you get the new nest? <laughs> uh, you can use cedar chips. You just throw oh. a there and put the babies back in there. Huh. Okay. Uh, Martins? Maybe Martins? Yeah. Hey, you were answering that man's question when Bill was going. Yeah, yeah, I never heard of this. What else do, uh, Bill, that, that's an interesting question. What else do uh, people do that they could Im- to improve the success they have with Purple Martins? You know, i, I got to tell you, uh, this time of year, we spend a lot of time on it. There's, there's a great book out by Stokes. It's 1495, and if they read it, they'll know as much about Purple Martins as I do. Uh, <laughs> What's I the name of the book? I that works here in the store, uh, John Henry, who uh, takes care of the Martin houses at the uh, Botanical Center. Oh, and he's also an expert on. He's much more expert than I am on Purple Martin, but uh, and basically we tell the same story to everybody. Uh, but the book makes everybody an expert. Okay, and, uh, I can remember helping, helping them with their problems. Uh, we recommend starting proof doors. Uh, we recommend only opening up a couple doors at a time until the birds arrive so we don't have a whole house full of sparrows. 
So there's a lot of little hints we can give somebody if they come into the store. Uh, well, we'll tell you that store is Wild Birds Unlimited on Hebner and Northwest Military. Uh, there are two other locations in San Antonio, FM 3009, uh, just east of uh, 35. And, uh, of course, uh, there's the one on Braun Road and 16042. And, again, Bill is at Hebner and Northwest Military. Um, Bill, so, okay, now when should people start looking for scouts? Is it well, a month off, we- weeks off? We have a funny story about scouts, but scouts are just stronger birds than early arrivals. Oh. And they, they come in, and if you had birds last year, they could start arriving any time in February. Okay. And they come back and occupy the house they were in last year. The birds that were born last year arrive 30 to 90 days after the adults do, and they're the ones that are looking for new houses. And so there's no room when you have three or four babies and your house is full, they can't come back to that house. And the males make it very clear to the youngsters that were born last year that that's the last house they want to come back to. And so uh, we don't learn that. Tough love. Is that tough love? Yeah, that's tough love. And so they're the ones, but they've got 30 to 90 days after that, and we don't recommend they put up a new house and open it up till at least March 1st. Oh, oh okay. I never heard that. That's interesting. So, All right, because I hadn't heard that either. I thought that, you know. I thought February is the big month. Yeah, but he sounds like, well, because you're getting now the young ones. Yeah. You're giving them a place to come back to. Are they naturally inclined to come back to the area they were born? Uh, they'll come back to the area, but usually they don't go back uh, to the same house. Martins are communal birds. Uh, we play a tape sometimes or a CD. Uh, we put up uh, fake Martins to attract them in. But if you play that CD, uh, they may think there's another family moved in, and they just come over to say hi from their original house. And if they don't see any new birds, they go back to their house. Okay. Wonderful little bird. Yeah, and uh, I know when we had a a Purple Martin house in New Orleans, my parents got a a big kick out of watching it. And uh, my mom woke us up early one morning showing us that they were were trying to teach their young to fly, it looked like. And uh, I was a stupid teen. It was like, oh, but I can remember sitting out in the yard, too, and just watching them hover and, yeah, uh, eat mosquito hawks and stuff like that. It was it was incredible to watch them. They they're wonderful little birds, and they usually will only inhabit a house that's within a hundred feet of our house because they look to us for protection, and that protection could include a baffle on the pole to keep large snakes from crawling up that pole at night and wiping out a martin colony. Hmm. That's that's the other predator. Uh, besides hawks and owls, who like to end their hawks and owl guards for your house, but there's also baffles to put on your pole to keep a snake from crawling up there at night. Wow. There's all that... kinds of things you can do. Cool. Well, Bill, thank you. So if folks <laughs> want more information, no, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted I folks to, uh, to learn more about it because we've done... 
Bill, in February we'll start talking about scouts, and people will call in with reports, and, oh, yeah, and uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. You know, I hey, think of scouts as Rowdy Yates. You know, that's how old I am in wagon train. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, there isn't a bird that flies ahead and then finds a house and goes back and waves says, this way, boys. That's, that's what I thought. They're, they're stronger birds. They arrive early. How they figure out how to get to San Antonio in your yard from Brazil, I don't know. I wish I knew that answer, then I could find my way around town better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. We'll try. We'll work on that next week, Bill. All right, good. <laughs> we'll see if we can help you. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Okay, well, that's uh, Bill Sfielan over at Wild Birds Unlimited. And as you can tell, Bill knows his stuff, and so do Denise, and so do Kim at the other Wild Birds Unlimited. They are 3009, FM 3009, east of I-35, and then Braun and 1604 is where you'll find Kim. Uh, and uh, or you can check them out and learn more at Wild Birds Unlimited online as well so all right we'll take a quick break that was cool i, I, I oh, thought they were I, really scouts i did too i, I thought, thought they flew go back and tell come on down. yeah you remember the parsons place last year uh. oh he's got it all cleaned out it looks great <laughs> come on follow me yeah it's just the early bird uh, early bird gets the house oh, so. yeah exactly all right we'll take a break and come back in a moment you're listening to millburgers gardening south texas on 9 30 a.m this is the answer Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bullvordy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the workshop that David Rodriguez did on growing fruit trees in San Antonio. As always, David gave out some great information, and I've got some great information for you right now. To find out all the activities that are going on at Millburgers, go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the classes that are at Millburgers, like the adult classes that David did, or even the kids' classes that are coming up, you'll find out about events that are happening at the nursery, whether it's a blood drive or a fun celebration in gardening. MillburgerNursery.com has all that information, and there's information about other gardening activities that are happening in San Antonio. So that's your resource, MillburgerNursery.com. When you go there, you also find great information to enhance your gardening experience, including videos, articles, links, and much, much more. So for all your needs, go to Millburger Nursery. And to learn more, go to MillburgerNursery.com. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. 
Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores, with three San Antonio and Shirts locations, like Northwest Military at Hebner Road, or call 479-BIRD. That's 479-BIRD. Hi, this is Pastor Kurt Hudspeth with High Resolution Radio, and I want to invite you to listen to our show right here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer every Sunday at 11 a.m. We're taking political and global issues that are happening, and we're breaking them down, giving you a biblical principle or either a biblical prophecy to be able to show you really where we are in biblical history. Be with us right here every Sunday at 11 o'clock, 9.30 a.m., the answer. We live in an unpredictable world. On any given day, you could find yourself in a state of emergency. Are you prepared? In a crisis, your number one need will be food, but not just any food. Survival food is more important today than ever before, says Frank Bates from Four Patriots, a leader in self-reliant products. Natural disasters, terrorist attacks, and other threats can make obtaining sufficient food impossible in an emergency. Don't take chances. You need to have a supply of non-perishable survival food good for 25 years on hand in case of emergency. And now you can. Because right now, 72-hour survival food kits are being given away free to listeners, but only while supplies last. This 72-hour survival kit has 16 servings of delicious food rated for 25 years of storage. It sells to the general public for $27 plus shipping, but it's yours free if you act now. Just cover the $9.95 shipping. To get your free supply, go to freefoodthenumber4.com right now. That's freefood4.com. Freefood4.com. This year, come and experience for yourself the only place God called my land. Experience Israel this November 1st through the 10th. And coming up on January 24th, you can learn all about this trip of a lifetime. Join us for a free information session with the tour director at Rosario's on San Pedro. This is your chance to ask questions, see photos, and hear testimonials. Find out more and reserve your space now at 930amtheanswer.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, you know, we're talking about things freezing back, and uh, got several got several questions, of course, from people that are wondering about certain things. And you know I'm a, I'm always kinder and gentler. Than, yeah. Than seem like Forrest is Forrest Alfred. Oh. And sometimes we answer the same question. Yeah. Before the we realize the other one is going to answer. It. And so we got got a I got a question there. We got a question there. It said, we have several large bottle brushes in our yard. Bottle bottle brushes in our yard. And after the last freeze, we got down to the teens that lived in Cibolo. The bushes looked like they might have died. Do you think they might come back, or should we plan on replacing them? So okay. Here's a guy, you know, that loves his bottle brush, and so you've got to be gentle with these people. Mm-hmm. So I write back, Charles. Most bottle brushes are cold tender, but have have not shown damage for the past few years. 
Okay. This year has been different. I imagine the bottle brushes have been killed to the ground and will sprout early in, in early June from the ground level. Do not cut the dead branches until you see new growth begin, since the plants may not have to killed completely to the ground. Good luck. Okay. Well, that's a kinder and gentler. I'm scared Remember where that, this is going to go. Let me read you Forrest. Oh, no, don't make Forrest mad. <laughs> you know better than that. <laughs> Charles, it's likely they're dead. Hmm. But I recommend that you just cut them back to the ground and see if any come back next spring. We gave the same answer, see, but mm-hmm. they're dead. Well, you know. You will have to wait anyway before planting new ones if necessary. I think Forrest's belief is that Charles just wants. <laughs> Charles doesn't he, he want to be protected. The, he, he wants the truth. Yep, straight out. He can't not, handle the truth. Not sugarcoated. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Especially where there's freezes concerned. Yeah, so it's uh, the bottom line with all of this stuff uh, is to uh, is to wait. You're gonna have to be patient and wait, and uh, uh, on on your citrus and things like that. Like I said, until the leaves will all fall off, probably. And unless the stem turns, if the stem turns green, and and unless unless it turn brown or, or gray, uh, uh, I, even if it does turn brown or gray, I still wouldn't prune that citrus back until uh, uh, late February. Early to late February, it's from the parts that you can see that are that is dead wood, because a lot of people can't tell the difference between dead wood and live wood. Well, until you, huh? It's just it's all brown, isn't it? Uh, there you go, kinda. Okay, I mean you have to scratch. I'm not saying you, Milton. No, I'm I know. I'm just some people may not be able to tell the difference between no, dead that's, wood. That's why you know you guys. And Trace always talks about scratching it. Yeah, and, 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 the and if, if you can't, don't be embarrassed about that. Just wait till it sprouts, and uh, it, it, it'll sprout back, and cut cut all the wood that's dead above where it sprouts. Uh, Neil Spear got a question in today. He said, uh, I have a wall that's covered with fig ivy, or at least it was covered. This winter has browned it completely. Will it come back? Now, that's, that's cold weather to brown fig ivy because, you know, it, it, a lot of times they grow on the side of the house or a wall that oh. really gives it protection. It, it, it truly clings uh, or cements itself to the side of the And Neil says, Fig ivy, otherwise known as climbing fig, is a beautiful climbing vine, clinging vine. But it is best suited on the su- southern, in the southern third of the state, down here, in other words. Even, even there, it will occasionally be hit by coal damage, this year being a good example. Depending on where you are and what specific setting it's in, it might come back, either from its stem or from its root. Uh, honestly, only time will tell. You'll know in a couple of months. Uh, I grew fig out for years, and uh, during some cold weather, uh, what it would do, would, it would take the leaves and stems off. I mean, extremely cold weather. 
and it would resprout from the ground. Okay. So, uh, but uh, the brown leaves. The neat thing about the brown leaves is, is uh, you can let them dry up and then just sweep them off with a broom, because they break off with the broom, just sweeping them, and you can sweep them off. Now the problem comes from those uh, those things that uh, attach to the wall. They they're dead stems which won't come off uh i I guess you could scrape them off but uh carefully they hold on to the they hold on to the concrete you've told us about they won't come loose um but but because the the uh the base is still alive it'll cover that wall in 30 days It'll, it'll get almost back to where it was originally in 30 days i had to take mine down I had to get rid of mine, and I, that's that's a problem getting rid of that that big root, uh, because it was growing through the vents in the attic. It actually go through the vents in the attic, it would climb all the way up the wall to the to the uh, eaves, and then you know where you have those uh, breather holes in there. It go through go into the attic. And grow in into the attic stuff. It wanted that uh, moisture from the air conditioning. I don't know, probably so. Hey, um, we uh, someone called in. We have shy listeners who didn't want to be on the air, but they wanted you to talk a little bit more about the superstar, the Texas superstar grape. Uh, yeah, I started to do that a while ago. Uh, Victoria Red is an interesting grape. Uh, got an interesting history. I'll, I'll try to put it on. I think I've got a write up on it. And I'll put it on uh, plantanswers.com. Oh, good. Uh, on the front page, I made myself a note to do that. But it's uh, it's it, uh, it's out. Of, it's an Arkansas grape that uh, has some resistance to uh, a Pierce's disease, which is that uh, uh, virus that kills uh, wine grapes in this area. Uh, and all all the way into the hill country, and this Victoria Red has some resistance to it. Now, there were Arkansas bred it and came out with it. It's got beautiful long clusters. I know I've got a write up on that. Let me go look. Uh, where I actually show pictures of the clusters. Okay, I'll look. Beautiful long clusters. It's a seeded grape. It has some seed in it, not a lot. But uh, and it and it it turns red. But uh, the problem and and, and makes it makes a, a decent wine. In fact, the there's a winery over in Victoria that uh, that took it took it over and uh, actually make wine out of the grapes. And it's a good it's a good table grape too. Oh, look at that! Yeah, you have. I do. Do I have a right up? Yeah, and it does. And it's how long the clusters yeah. are. And they're almost about a foot and a half or longer. I can't. It's hard to tell, but yeah, yeah. they're nice. It's a pretty great. Yeah, and uh, we. It's good eating great. Like I said, good table great, and may may be good for uh, if you if you want to get a. Uh, of course, you can grow it on a trellis like you do a regular grape, or you can grow it on an arbor. It'd be a good arbor grape. Oh, okay. Um, hey, I'm going to mention uh, 
also they they got them here at Millburgers, and if you uh, want one, call, come by and get it today because there's 20 left right now, or you can call 497-3760, 497-3760, and uh, they'll put one aside for you. Just tell them how many you want, and they'll tell you the price. Work it all up. I'm I'm guessing you could even pay uh, for them ahead of time before you pick them up. So. Uh, four nine seven three seven six zero. Did you have a question, sir? Uh, did you have a question that we could ask on the air? Can we ask it on the air? Here you go. Grab that mic. You'll be on. We're here. Okay. I'm gonna give you the mic, and you pass the plant on to Jerry, and she'll be on the air, and we'll be able to hear you, so we can do it at the same time. So if you have questions, he's working his iPhone. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if I'm as smart as my iPhone, too. It's a, I'm not as smart <laughs> as my smartphone. Yes. He's already given up on yeah. being smarter than his iPhone. Yeah. So, uh, all right, well, I'll give out the number while you find it. 308-8867. 308-8867. You grab that and, uh, and tell us what, what kind of describe what it looks like to our listeners. That's, that's uh, the one with the big sticker on the end of it. Agave. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. We have one out here yeah, it's got points on it. Right. Yeah, it's real right. sharp, and it's all gnarly. And yeah. um, I bought a house that's got a bunch of those that are out of control, and and they look terrible. You have to dig and, them out. Is that the only way you can do it? Yeah. Well, how about tri- can you trim the good ones? Like the bottom of the... You could take the... What he's got, got is a picture of a, of a big clump oh, okay. of these plants, yeah. and... Uh, and what you have to do is be sure to cut cut the thorns, uh, the uh, the points off. That's what I'm looking for. They cut the points off before you start any of your you work because okay. they'll stick you like a spear. Right. Uh, and then if you, if you just wanted the big one to remain, uh, you'd go in there with a shovel and dig the pups out. In other words, okay. from the base. Right. Dig the pups out and uh, and get rid of them. That's not going to be an easy it's not, job. It's not easy. That's why I was wondering if there was another way of doing no, it. There's no, there's no there's no chemical yeah. that you can spray on there and kill okay. the whole thing. Well, and those pups they keep shooting out all over. Right. The place. What right. you got? Just keep digging them. Yes, sir. Okay. And, and they're so cute when you plant them when they're little. Yeah. Well, and I bought this house where they're not little, so. Yeah. But you know those uh, leaves that come out or whatever they are. They're really hard to cut off. I mean, I've tried right. chainsaws and everything else. Is there? Yeah. Uh, is there a machete pro- probably or something? Machete. Really? Probably machete. Is, okay. It's easier to cut them off with. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think you could do it with a chainsaw. And what was the plant again? <laughs> Some sort of. It, it's a, it's a oh. agave. I oh, think. okay. Oh, agave. Okay. Yeah, they they look bad when they're all like that. But I've seen them on streets where they look really really nice. Oh yeah, yeah. But you got to keep maintaining them. Up. People plant them by the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get stabbed. Kill the kids that walk <laughs> right. by. I need to find a high school kid that can help me dig them out again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. No, well, thanks for your help. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for thanks coming, coming on the air. Bye-bye. All right, 308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break. And while we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Trace Hazlett. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the workshop that David Rodriguez did on growing fruit trees in San Antonio. As always, David gave out some great information, and I've got some great information for you right now. To find out all the activities that are going on at Millburgers, go to millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. Not only will you find out about the classes that are at Millburgers, like the adult classes that David did, or even the kids' classes that are coming up, you'll find out about events that are happening at the nursery, whether it's a blood drive or a fun celebration in gardening. Millburgernursery.com has all that information and information about other gardening activities that are happening in San Antonio. So that's your resource, millburgernursery.com. When you go there, you also find great information to enhance your gardening experience, including videos, articles, links, and much, much more. So for all your needs, go to Millburger Nursery. And to learn more, go to millburgernursery.com. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you, as Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's the number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 1531C. Hi, I'm Jono. And I'm Pammy. After more than 10 years of serving South Texas as Delightful Blinds, we've grown to serve you better. We changed our name to Delightful Decors. Blinds, shutters, floors, and more. And we invite you to our brand new showroom at 3009 and 35 in shirts. But even after opening our new store, we still come to you. Without the big box environment and no beeping forklifts. Delightful Decors is your cozy local mom and pop one-stop shop for all your installed foundational home decor projects. And we carry the top name brands of blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters. Right now, we've got a special buy three, get one free on all of our window treatments. Check out our PowerView motorized treatments that allow you to operate your shades from your smartphone. Get, Get delighted, delighted with, with delightful, delightful decors. decors. For blind shades and more, you're sure to adore. Get Dennis Prager here with an important message. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. 
or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com, W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R, LawFirm.com. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our number is 308-8867-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. And I tried the scratch test on the uh, tropical hibiscus. How's it doing? No, it's, no. It just looks sad, pathetic. I haven't gone. I just kind of did. A few branches? Yeah, and no green and, yeah. So I'll go, uh. There's still some green at the very bottom. That's so, good. So there's It'll still some back. little sprouts. So I'm excited. Yeah, that'll See, be See, those are, those are uh, plants that are that are, uh, are en route, en route. Yeah. Uh, they're on their own root system. So it can freeze to the ground. Yeah, you're talking about the tropical or the perennial? Tropical. Oh, good. I mean, I know the perennial would. Yeah, the, well, the perennial goes dormant whether it's cold or not. Oh, really? By day, daylight temperature. Oh, okay. Day length temperature. Day length causes them to go dormant. But uh, uh, the the uh, Chinese hibiscus never goes, I mean, will not go dormant. It, it's it's cold sensitive. But uh, yours was pretty big. Yeah, about and it was in the ground. It was at least six foot tall. Yeah, and it was in the ground. So, like I said, uh, uh, and Neil, Neil Sperry makes this comment several times. It just you got to be patient and wait to see where where it sprouts. Uh, but like I said, if you if you want to trim some of the dead wood off, just start at the top and and cut. Uh, Make cuts until, until you see green within the in the uh, on the cut, cut surface. Uh, I'm serious. A lot of people don't know the difference between green wood and and dead wood, and it's oh, not. Okay. It's, not uh, it's it's a discol- It's it's just a discoloration in the wood. Uh, you can also have some that have been cold damaged, and they'll have they'll be. Uh, Kind of a dry green is the best way to put it, or, or a light green color rather than the dark green yeah. in, in the center. Well, I'm talking about after you cut the stem and you're looking at the core of the inside of the stem. So you just want to cut down until, until you see that uh, wet green appearance. But uh, you don't have to do that until uh, you see sprouts coming out uh, in uh Late February and March. Okay. Maybe even April. So what do folks, uh, we mentioned some of the stuff. I see we've got, those are nice deep rich green there at the end. What is that? Are those are those still stocks? I think those are snapdragons. Oh, snapdragons I meant snapdragon. to say. Yeah. yeah. We've got plenty of pansies, still plenty of cyclamen. In fact, there's, they're... Uh, they're very pretty, mostly the red and the white. There's also some pink cyclamen still. Yeah, some um, of the pansies took a pretty hard lick up to, up in they? up in North Texas. They actually froze back mm. to the and and will not recover. Oh, really? And uh, the cyclamen that were covered looks good. 
I still think we ought to go ahead and plant every other oh. one of Calvin Cyclamen's uh, back. So, so he think every <laughs> other one killed. <laughs> it would almost be worth the effort just to see the. Figure we, out what theory he comes up with as to why yeah. this checkerboard pattern happened. <laughs> He'd be talking about the unusual freeze pattern. Yeah. But anyway. We'll, uh, get, we'll get recommendations. If you want to plant these you know, in a checkerboard thing, because if it does freeze, they'll, you're going to lose every other one <laughs> in order. Uh, so uh, be prepared for that. Now, I want to, I want to tell everybody that, that lost their onions and are concerned because they lost their onion. But if you look at the old extension recommendation, yeah. uh, we don't really plant onions until uh, 1st of February, transplants. Oh. I mean, that's that's what's not really not recommended, that you plant them the first, till the 1st of February. So maybe we But we, we always get out early, and, and like last year and a couple of years before, uh, we didn't have a hard freeze. So it didn't didn't matter if we planted them early or not. And, and we had bigger onions because, again, the, the, the longer you can grow the onions, the larger the onion plant gets, the larger the onion bulb will be uh, in in June when they when they form their bulb. So uh, the uh, so we we were try, we were trying to cheat. Yeah. And I I remember when we first started that, I said, you know, we were, we were talking about planting onions in November and. And December and and whatever, and I said, uh, won't won't they bolt? You know, won't they cause them to bolt because they go through the the winter, which is uh, would have those fluctuating cold temperatures and warm temperatures, like this, this year is an example. Of yeah, that. I mean, next week's gonna, from Roy's weather forecast, next week's gonna look like spring. And the people at Dixondale told me said, well, the old timers used to take a chance on doing that, in other words, transplanting in, in uh, December, November, December, uh, to get for, the, for, the, for the main purpose of assuming that we were going to have a mild winter, and they're, they're planting early so that they'll have that larger plant by the time that the onion gets the uh, bulbing signal in uh, late May and June. Okay. Uh, and and a lot lot of years they would make it and make big money because of the large they would produce large onion. But when they <laughs> when they miss when they crapped out so to speak and we had had a cold winter or some cold snaps that caused the onions to bolt and also to to, to some of the young ones to be killed. Uh, lo and behold, the commercial producers would say, "What happened?" You know, it's, and that's what we're saying now. That's what gardeners are saying now, uh, uh, and the, they'll be saying, uh, you know, when they bolt the onions that uh, they're going to leave, that are large onions and you know, went through the cold, when they when they bolt or flower this spring, people are going to say, "What happened?" They're going to forget the cold. But uh, in, in uh, Neil Sperry's uh, 
this weekend and this gar- gardening this weekend uh, for January 12th, he says, plant onion slips in the southern half of Texas. Wait one more week to for North Texas. Okay. So in other words, this is the first time he's put in to plant onion slips in in San Antonio. January in, in yeah. San Antonio. Oh, okay. Huh. So the the good news on that is, uh, uh, if you lost your onions, or they went through some extreme, it burnt down, so to speak, you're not late. On planting onions. Now is the time to plant them. Now is the official's time, uh, the safe time, to plant them in in South Central Texas. And Mirabergers, of course, have got I uh, didn't trace it nine different kinds yeah. over there, including the Legend, uh, which is the 1015 Improved, and the 1015Y, and uh, White Grano, White Gran X, and which is the the Vidalia or the yellow Vidalia. Yellow Grand X is Vidalia, uh, the one that comes out of Vidalia, Georgia. So uh, now is the time to, to work your onion beds up. Now, for those of you with small gardens and and are those of you who want to grow onions in, in containers, I'm not going into the whole spiel, but uh, something fun to try and you can compare it with the regular. We always talk about side dressing with a slow-release lawn fertilizer and uh, then using Osmocote slow-release fertilizer in, uh, in, in the containers. Now, there are commercial growers in California especially that use Osmocote in their planting beds in the ground. Oh really? They they fertilize with Osmocote rather than Osmocote Plus is what we sell here. Osmocote Plus, plus rather than a slow a commer, a uh, commercial slow release fertilizer. So uh, I mean uh, like a granular a granular right. slow release fertilizer. Uh, so if you want to try if you got hadn't hadn't got a big bed of onions. Uh, why don't you put copious amounts of uh, of Osmocote on the, uh, in the planting bed that you're going to plant, replant your onions with? Now I heard and that, then, and then side dress the rest of them with uh, uh, granular slow release fertilizer. I read somewhere that if you're putting onions in containers, you want to put that Osmocote on about every. Every month? No. <laughs> that, 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 that was. That, that, I just read that. Yeah, just read, read it in the paper. It must be right. But uh, when you use Osmocote Plus in a slower in a container for onions, uh, it'll it's a uh, six to eight month month released of the onion. So the best way, uh, so you don't have to do a lot of side dressing, but the ideal way to grow onions in a container is use copious amounts of the Osmocote Plus and also uh, uh, water after the onions begin to get established, start having a root system, water with a uh, water-soluble fertilizer once a week. 
Okay. Like 2020-20, Peter's 2020-20, or or, uh, uh, Miracle Grow, Rapid Grow, or Has to Grow, or some of those things every week for the water soluble fertilizer. On top of, or in addition to, uh, the Osmocote. That's plus. All right, 308-8867 is our number. Still plenty of time to give us a call. We can answer your question before we go for today so you're ready and prepared uh, to get out there and do some gardening. 308-8867. Uh, and uh, we'll have to get a report from Mark. Uh, maybe I'm sure he's busy now and not listening, but uh, how the uh, event today went with the water barrels. There yeah, it's still going on to four, isn't it? Yeah, well, and I've heard different things. I heard... Uh, it closes at three, but they're going to stay until six. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. But I don't know. Maybe I, I should want to be careful. But uh, I think they're staying past. I think three is the deadline, but they're staying past. Taking it's, care of any. I think customers. they're anticipating that it's going to. It could be a while. Yeah. But. Uh, well, I'm anxious to hear how it turns out too. Another thing that, that we always talk about at this time of the year, and this weather that we're having. Uh, it's perfect for it. Uh, I'm going to talk about it. I've, I've talked about it every year for 40 years, and people don't do it until it's too late. All right. And that's use of uh, a dormant oil spray for scale insects. Oh, okay. It's a preventive thing. You remember I brought in some citrus yeah. the other day, some leaves. And uh, it had it had scale on the back. See there, see all those little spots on there. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, immature, immature scale. And so that means I'm going to have to spray. Uh, if you have scale insects on hollies, uh, fruit trees, photinias, uh, photinias, no, uh, and other shrubs and trees such as citrus. Apply horticulture oil spray to their leaves and limbs in mid-January, mid to late January, and early February. You need, uh, and you, you buy it as a dormant oil. I mean, it doesn't have a name on it. It's, a, it's sold as dormant oil uh, by the nurseries. said you need 48 hours of above freezing and without rain for the oil spray to have sufficient time to do its job of breaking down the scale's bodies, and it also suffocates them. Here we, we go. Like yeah. Darth Vader. Oh, we got one more question before we... Uh... Oh, okay. For whatever reason, the horticulture oil did not seem to be specifically effective on crepe myrtle scale. Oh. Hmm. We don't have that yet. Hey, Nancy, we're going to try to answer your question in the about two and a half minutes that we have left. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thanks for calling in. What's going on, Nancy? Oh, Nancy, you there? turning brown, and my question is, do I just wait until the uh, spring growth occurs that they aren't dead or what? The, what, what, what? What plant are we talking about? Lime. It's a lime. Oh. Lime, lime is the most cold-sensitive citrus we have, but uh, go ahead and wait until uh, uh, the le- let let the leaves turn brown and they'll probably fall off. Okay. And then and then wait till they sprout sprout again in uh, probably uh, 
I want to say May or June, but I, I think April or May they'll they'll start sprouting for you. Depends on the temperatures. Will that interfere with the fruit production? Oh yeah, you won't yeah. you won't have any lime next year. Okay, all right. Once Thank a, you. Once a, once citrus loses its leaves, you miss you miss a crop because the leaves can't manufacture nutrients oh. to to produce the the fruit. That's a shame, Nancy. Yeah. Thank uh, you very lime. much. Lime is. Did you cover it? Uh, when it went to 32, yes, but not for 33, and I think that's what happened. And it's sad because I had the most productive lime and lemon trees ever this year. Oh, and it's more of a yeah. bush than it is a tree, but anyway. Right. How yeah. the lemons Okay. Do? Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for calling. All right. Well, we're going to begin to wrap up now. Of course, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Uh, we're going to do this tomorrow, though. We'll get together again right here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull 40 Road, and we'll talk gardening with you when you call us at 308-8867. So uh, come on out and be a part of it, too, when you visit us at 1604 and Bull Road. Milton Glick on behalf of Dr. Jerry Parsons and on behalf of Trace Hazlett, thanking uh, Roy back at the station, doing a great job getting the calls on the air and, and connecting us with Bill over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. We'll say goodbye for today, but join us tomorrow back here at Millburgers on 930 a.m. This is Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.